Cartoons, the animated frontier. These are the voyages of the Cellcast podcast. It's continuing mission to explore strange new cartoons, to seek out new animation styles and new creative storytelling methods, to boldly go where so few ever go again. Episode of the Cellcats. Joining me today is a man who, uh, well, he needs to get a loan from the bank. Welcome, Jacob. Well, I had this diabolical plan, but I didn't get what the I didn't get the necessary tool. But I'm going to try to get the loan anyway. anyway. I, don't, I don't think it worked out. Well. I don't think it worked no, out. No, well. I didn't. All right. Why? Thank you. Let me introduce our co-host, a man who, well, he just punched a shark. Welcome, Drew. You know you. I recognize that this movie was made when, you know, what, 2010? Mm-hmm. And the Wii was still a thing. Yes. But you have to give it up for Vector. He can control everything with that Wiimote. For the most part, in his big disc, or a uh, big well, panel. That, that, that's when he gets the, his giant Wii U gamepad thing mm. out. That was hilarious. No, Kevin, we don't add in a mode. We're live! Yeah, we are uh, live! <laughs> we are live. Uh, so, uh, how are you doing today, Jacob? Man, I'm doing pretty good. Minus having to run out in the rain because I realized I left my 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 windows down when it poured earlier. Yeah, we kind of had a uh, monsoon come through, <laughs> which we weren't. I wasn't expecting to be honest. Yes. I mean, it was so bad we had to close the giant doors at work so that the r- rain wouldn't make its way six feet into the building. <laughs> so, just for those people who may not live in Texas. If you live in the East Texas area, uh, during this time of the year, all it is is blistering hot. Well, in fairness, yeah, it's blistering hot in July. That is true. Now, we're only, as of this recording, only two days away. Yeah, no, from June. No, one day away left yeah, in one June. June. Yeah. The 4th of July is this Sunday. Yes. Normally, the rain has slowed by now. Yes. And apparently, it is not. So... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we're getting all of Oregon's rain. I, I don't hear, know. I hear they're going through a heat wave right now. Yeah, crazy, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you saved your car from flooding. Yes, but I didn't save my body being soaked. Well, <laughs> take I'll, a shower. I'll, 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 yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, I'll be fine. Take a hot shower. Warm your core. Yeah, I wasn't out there that long. <laughs> I was out in that driving home. I know how easily it, how easy you got soaked. Yeah, I got that soaked running to the car oh, to come home. Yes. I, I've, I've been in that kind of rain when I was walking one day. That was not fun. Well, I mean, and, I have And you're too. nowhere near home. I was out hiking when uh-huh. it happened to me. This was like 10, year, 10, 10 years ago. Yeah. You know Tyler State Park? Yes. You know the, the trail around the lake? Somewhat, yes. Okay. I had gotten to a point around that time where that was my walking trail. Every day I would go out there and I'd make a lap around the lake. Yeah. Well, one day I got out there, and it had looked, you know, uh, kind of stormy, but I mean, it hadn't rained, so I figured, oh, that'll be fine. Yeah. I parked by the, uh, well, you know, you know where the old, uh, you may not know, but you know, you, you know, you know, on the far side that where that uh, pier is, that's by the dam. No, I don't actually. Okay, well, there's a parking area over there, yeah. and that's where I parked, and I got pretty much over to the swim area. Okay. When the 
bottom fell out. Been there, done that. <laughs> Other side of the lake. Ugh, fun. And it was one of those times where it's like, well, I can either turn around or I can go forward. It's about the same distance. <laughs> I'm not sure how long the lap is, Josh, but uh, 30 minutes is about the halfway mark. Yeah, I've, I've got one a little better than that. So I went up, we did a we did a uh, youth conference back when I was in youth or the the summer of my senior year. We went to um, uh, we went for a, it was a where's the uh, the 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 arch? What is that? St. Louis, St. Louis, Missouri. Thank you. Yeah, we went to St. Louis, Missouri for a youth conference. Uh, really good conference, by the way. Uh, so we are. Yeah, we, if you ever go back in time, go check it out. Yeah. <laughs> so so this was the last day. Be like, we didn't have a conference, so we the hotel we were at the hotels we were at. This was probably about twenty kids. And it's a small, like a really really small church. So. So we go see the so the arch. I mean, the arch is closed down for maintenance, but we're just chilling out. We take a picture, and we get to the ro- the uh, the roadway. It starts pouring. There's no way Earth we're getting transportation, so we have to walk ten blocks <laughs> in St. Louis, Missouri, in the pouring rain. <laughs> Let's just say when we got back to the hotel, we were all drowned rats, <laughs> minus the girls had the chance to go change because. Apparently, someone felt it within their heart to let all the girls, you know, change, but the guys had to stay soaking wet. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I completely understand. I think we've all been there once or twice. But either way, besides us talking about uh, the times we all got trapped in the rain. <laughs> all right. So. So, talking about what we've been watching. Yeah. I'm going first because I actually have something. Okay. For a change. Okay. Go for it. So, I'm going to start with the easy ones. Did I... Now, remind me, did I talk about watching All Monsters Attack last week? Uh, not that I know of. Okay. All Monsters Attack is the dumbest, stupidest Godzilla movie that was ever made. Okay. Watch well, it. You, you want to know how bad it is? They didn't even film not most of the footage for that. They used mostly stock footage. Oh. <laughs> it is, to quote Dallas of Geek Devotions, who we, te- we, for some reason, we're hitting these movies around the same time yeah. on the backlog golf thing. Um, he says a- after watching it, he thought his brain had leaked out of his ear a little. <laughs> that's how bad it was. Wow, that's like a bad movie. Oh, yes. It, it, it will make you feel dumber. But compared to the next movie I watched, which was the next one in the series, Godzilla vs. Hedorah. Yeah. Godzilla vs. Hedorah is also dumb. Mm-hmm. But it... It, it, it um, follows the role everyone should do if you're going to make dumb movies. At least give you something interesting to look at that is while true. you're watching the dumb movie. True. So Hedora, also known as the Smog Monster, Smog Monster is okay. this kind of giant goop slime alien thing. Okay. That's you know attacking Tokyo as you do mm-hmm. and Mount Fuji. Uh, first off, whoever, wa- whoever the director of this movie and the editor and I'm, I'm assuming most of the uh, crew had to have been on something when okay. they made this because there are some weird cuts that make no sense whatsoever. Okay. Uh, but at some point, you know, at one point we learned that Hedorah can has these two different forms he can switch back and forth between. One is, of course, the big giant monster, obviously the guy in the suit form. Mm-hmm. And the other is this flying uh, trilobite looking form that he can fly with. Okay. And he can shift back and forth as long as as much as the uh, budget of the movie allows. Okay. Because <laughs> it's a very and it's a very fairly cheap uh, looking transformation. But anyway, so Godzilla's fighting this thing. Okay. 
He's got it in between the devices that the humans have set up to dehydrate the uh, Hidora so that, you know, Godzilla can stand a fighting chance of beating this thing. Yeah. And Godzilla has, now, for the most part, this movie has been sl- uh, slow and long. They're getting the, as much as they can out of the monster footage because there's not much story. Okay. And they left the camera on shots way too long in some instances. So I'm at about an hour and 15 minutes into the movie. Yeah. There's only 15 minutes left of the movie because apparently there's this rule. There was this rule in the 60s that these movies had to be an hour and a half long. Okay. And it looks like we're actually going to finish up 15 minutes early because I I've watched enough of these movies to know that once the monster is defeated, the movie ends. It doesn't matter if there's anything else to talk about. Okay. It's just the the monster's defeated. Movie ends. I mean, you saw Godzilla versus King Kong. Yeah. When we watched that and how it just ends. That's kind of how these go. So I'm thinking, we're getting pretty close to the end here, and all of a sudden, Flying Ghidorah shoots out mm-hmm. of his other carcass, and he's just flying away, running away as fast as he can like a scared rat, right? Yeah. I'm thinking, okay, he's escaping. They're going to set up another movie. No. Godzilla turns around with his back facing the direction Hedorah went. He aims his mouth towards the ground, fires his atomic breath, which launches Godzilla into the air, his tail curls up between his legs and around his stomach, and he flies towards wherever Hedorah's going. And the thing was, I was, at this point, my brain was kind of getting numb. Because I was like, this is kind of, this is interesting to watch, but man, is this kind of getting a little boring? Has he defeated him yet? Is everything So there's that point where you kind of feel your brain turning, I wouldn't say to sludge. That's yeah. the wrong term, but kind right. of turning to muck. Right. In a way. And you're thinking, the movie, okay, the movie's almost over. It's almost done. And all of a sudden, you see Godzilla flying by shooting his atomic breath, and you're going, <laughs> what the crap am I watching? This This went from being stupid, uh, stupid and dumb to this is hilarious to watch. <laughs> and I know what they're doing to some degree. They're trying to waste another 15 minutes of this film because the story has gone nowhere. Okay. I mean, I've never seen Japanese hippies before, but I have now. <laughs> uh, so I watched that. Yeah. But that's not the only Godzilla things mm-hmm. I watched this weekend. Because last Thursday on Netflix, they released Godzilla Singular Point. Roar. A 13-episode anime based on Toho's monster movies, Mm -hmm. but telling an original story. I absolutely loved it. Alrighty. (laughs) I went through the whole thing in a weekend. And as for everyone who's been following, I knows how long it's taking me to get through star Wars, the clone wars and avatar, the last airbender, not because they're not good. It's just because I can't usually sit there for more than 30 minutes to an hour at a time before I've got to go do something else or I go bonkers. Hmm. I watched the whole thing in a weekend. Wow. I mean, I sat here for like three or four hours. Now, yeah, I split it up between the days. Yeah. But I watched the whole thing. And it's like, it, it got to a point where it's like, I'm so interested in what's going on here. It's like, you're going to explain what's going on, right? Of course they're going to explain it because they talk in technobabble. Yeah. Most of this show is technobabble. I'm going to give you a warning. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not bad technobabble. This is not multimodal reflection sorting or reverse the polarity on the tachyon field sort of technobabble. <laughs> this is the kind of technobabble that at least makes sense and you can follow it even if you don't know exactly what they're saying. Okay. And I enjoyed it. Good deal. I'm looking forward to season two. If you're going to watch it, 
just going to let you know there is an after credits scene at the end of the credits on episode 13. All right. So, yeah, that's what I've been watching. All right. What have you been watching? What have I been watching? So I started because I was just I was kind of bored on Sunday. I was just kind of drained. So we were going to do a playthrough of Kingdom Hearts and uh, I was just not feeling I was kind of just drained. Yeah. And uh, it's like, you know what? I'm just going to chill and relax. So I watched uh, season one of Chippendale Rescue Rangers. So if you follow me on uh, exactly really good series, I just I finished. I think I finished it yesterday. So I I finished it yesterday. And so if you follow me on social media, on my Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, uh, you'll see that I've been doing Rescue Ranger art. So I I will get on that tomorrow doing Chippendale. Gotcha. The, the chipmunks. Let's say that. So you <laughs> mentioned you mentioned the Kingdom Hearts streaming that we're doing. Yes, we are still doing that, even though we've taken a couple weeks off. But we're not going to be able to jump back onto that until uh, not this week, but next. Yeah. In the meantime, and I'm not going to be able to do that this week either. But I'm also started doing Sonic Saturday mornings. Yeah. Where I am streaming me playing Sonic the Hedgehog games on Saturday mornings. Yeah. Which means the Kingdom Hearts stream got moved to Sunday afternoon. So there's that. It happens. But, uh, yeah, we're doing that. Good deal. What else have you been watching? Sorry. Uh, so I, I wanted to get that in there while it was on my mind. Agreed. Uh, so uh, that same Sunday, uh, went over to a Bible study with a good friend of ours and friend of our show, Chase. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we did a Bible study, and uh, we started... Chase asked, asked me what anime did I want to watch. The only thing you could think of was Toradora. <laughs> and uh, if you have not seen Toradora, it's amazing. It's on, it's on Netflix. It's in English. Uh, I, I love this show. It's really good. I'm really intrigued where they're going with it. Uh, so if you've seen the series, please do not spoil it for me. Thank you very much. I've not. <laughs> no, I'm just I can't kidding. spoil it. I have not finished it. Okay. I have, that episode we saw the other night, that's as far as I am. Okay, good deal. And we got so, there yesterday. And we got there Sunday. So So we're all on the same page here. Awesome. So on that show, yes. That show. Other shows, much different short, much different story. Well, if we ever get back to Captain Idiot. Yeah, that's true. I might just let you borrow it since I do own a copy of it now. That's true. That would be nice. And you can just finish the last five episodes. There we go. Or just watch the whole Yeah, so uh yeah, Torridors is a really, really good show, and I highly recommend it to anybody. Uh, it's basically about this girl named what's her real name? Tyga. Yeah, Tyga. I know her. Yeah, Tyga. Yeah, Tyga. She's very short, very petite little little girl who's got the basically she's a tiger. Like you don't mess with her, and uh, her 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 guy friend is the the uh, the guy everybody's scared of because they think he's with the yakuza. Yeah, I think he's with the yakuza, and I think his dad was an yakuza. I think or want to be yakuza, something like that. Yeah, something like that. But uh, yeah, it's just it, the interesting how these two kind of they they work in like a symbiotic relationship, and uh, it's it's really interesting because we're I think we're in episode five now. But either way, like yeah, it's really good, and uh, I'm hoping to finish it. Uh, maybe I'll just you know take take a week you know take a Saturday at some point when I'm not working because uh, I got a weird schedule this week when it comes to work. Right. But, but uh, either way, so yeah, it's really good. So I would highly recommend going to watch that. I know Chase had, like, we watched a little bit of something. He tried to show off something, but uh, it wasn't working for some reason. Yeah, either way. Either way. So, yeah. So that is all I've been watching. Uh, I do want to make one note. Uh, I will be... Boop. No, I said boom. Oh, no. But it's not a G note. You would ask that. (laughs) Gotcha. All right. 
So I can sing. I just don't know what the notes are. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. So if you got, uh, I will be at uh, Compalooza in Houston, Texas, on uh, July seventeenth through the sixteenth. It's not a booth. I'm just gonna be there with my brother, uh, my brother Jim. So we're gonna be just chilling out. So if you are attending the con, I am not. I am not suggesting if be like, oh, you just want to hang out. You don't want to go to the con. Uh, if you want to go to the con, you're more than welcome to. Uh, just letting people know, I will be there. I will be wearing a uh, a. Uh, I'll be representing the podcast on like on day one, but uh, I'm actually getting a shirt done for just for that for the con. Nice. Um. So yeah, I'll be hanging out. I'll be hanging out there. So if you want, if if like you see me, say hi. If not, great. <laughs> if not, be like either way. Be like if you are attending the con, uh, I would love to see you. That'd be great. And uh, chat about some uh, chat about some anime movies or anime, whatever. But uh, yeah, that's what I'll be doing. Or what is that? Two weeks from now, roughly. Two to three weeks. Two to three weeks. So uh, yeah, I'm super excited. Super excited. But uh, yeah, that's what I got. Uh, so we do have some news, actually. I know most of us heard of Clifford the Big Red Dog. So fans of Scholastic's popular giant pooch, Clifford the Big Red Dog. Uh, got a sneak peek with this new uh, new trailer just dropped uh, with the upcoming hybrid an- uh, adaptation of the pop- the uh, popular franchise. Uh, this movie is slated to, s- slated to be in theater September 17th. Uh, here's the synopsis. When middle, s- middle, s- middle schooler uh, Emily meets a, ma- meets a magical animal rescue uh, rescuer uh, played by John uh, John uh, Cheese Chase Cheese John Cleese Cleese. Thank you. I'm terrible at spelling. Uh, John. He's Cleese. just a member of Monty Python. Right. That's all. Yeah. Either way, maybe I'll be more embarrassed. <laughs> uh, John Cleese, uh, who gives her with a little red dog. She's never. Um, uh, now nah, lost my place. She never appreciated walking walking up to find a big ten foot pound. In her small New York New York apartment, when her single mother is away from business, her and her fu- her her fun but impulsive uncle uh, Chase set out on an adventure that will keep you on the edge of your seat. As our heroes take a bite out of ba- take a bite out of Big Apple, based on the beloved Scholastic book character Clifford, will teach the world how to love big. So yeah, so I dropped the trailer onto our Facebook page. So if you want to go watch it there, it'd be great. Uh, like and uh, like and share, so we can get you know get more people to see. It. Like, hey, there's a new movie coming out, <laughs> and if you have seen it, comment da- you know comment down below and see what you thought about the trailer. Uh, so there again, we do have more news on uh, trailers. Okay, yeah, uh, this Christmas season, a the new chapter of Illumination Smash animated feature. Arrives with big dreams, uh, spectacular, spectacular hit songs uh, from a koala, a koala, and all his crazy friends. Yes. Um, You're talking I'm, about the movie Sing. I'm talking about the the movie the movie Sing too. That's that is uh, coming Sing out. Too, yes. Yeah, that trailer just recently dropped, so you can go check that out. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, I'd say it was weird, but I've seen the first movie, so yeah, it's not really that weird in comparison. Yeah, that's true. They're they're both weird. Uh, that movie will arrive in theaters on December twenty second. So we going... may have to do that movie before then. The first yep. one. That is true. I saw. I've seen that movie once, and it was. It's a bit odd. 
It's yeah. like um, America's got talents, but with animals. Anyway. Yeah. Or, yeah, it's, it's more... It's, it's more, a standard yeah. save the theater sort of... Yeah, thing. exactly. All right, so apparently the Minions are getting a TV series. And I'm not talking shorts. I'm talking full-length ser- series. Well, I hope they're at least wearing shorts. I would hope so. <laughs> but then really it doesn't... Considering <laughs> this movie, we don't even need that, apparently. That is true. Uh, so apparently June 5th, starting at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, we are getting uh, a new animated series called Saturday Morning Minions. Uh, this will be... This would be a 40-episode series uh, starting on June 5th. I'm not sure where it'll air, but... Uh, so, yeah, we're getting more minions. Joy. Like, yeah, like we haven't had enough minions. <laughs> Hint at where you're going with the episode. Now. No, I'm not! No hinting, no hinting. Look at that. <laughs> I was looking to see if I could figure out where and when it was airing. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that is all I have for new. As Drew tried to figure out, I'm just trying to. I'm just curious. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious too. It's, just, it's not telling you where it's being aired. It's got to be airing somewhere, dropping yeah. somewhere. Yeah, like in the news, I found it's like where, where to watch. To watch. Following Illumination on Facebook, they're releasing it on Facebook. Facebook. There you go. Okay, Facebook and Instagram. All right, so yeah, if you want to watch more minions, they're on Facebook and Instagram on Saturday. Yay. Banana, <laughs> more banana. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, that is all I have for in the news. Well, we do have some a podcast news. Yeah. Uh, those who have listened to our reactions episode for Luca are already aware of this, or if they're in our Discord, or if you happen to have been on Facebook yesterday, as of this recording, mm-hmm. we have a Patreon! Yay! Now, now we're not going to bug you all the time about this. We're just going to, th- eventually we're going to throw it in the outro, and then we'll never physically talk Ma- of it again, probably, but you'll still hear about it if you listen to the credits. Yeah. Or maybe, uh, or maybe the mid-throw. Mid-throw. Mid-throw? The, the mid-show bumpers? Mid-show bumpers, maybe. I was going to put it at the end, but okay. Whichever. Mid-show bumpers I use for I use for our podcast networks. That is true. Anyway. Either way. I'm trying to add more to that. <laughs> that spaghetti. <I'm, laughs> apparently, I'm trying to make Drew's life even harder. You keep... I, br- I say... I bring up suggestions. You say, why don't you do it this other harder way? <laughs> It's like, I'm trying not to make his life harder. I'm trying not to. You're trying to help, and sometimes it's like, just say yes. Just say yes. <laughs> anyway. Either way. Might be some other things sneaking in. <laughs> but our Patreon, we're back to that. Yes. Uh, for $1, we'll be happy to take your money and thankful for the support. Uh-huh. $5, along with the support, you'll get some art from this guy. Which I'm working on right now. Yes. And for $10, not only do you get... A get all of that that we just talked about. You get bonus audio content. You get um, special access in our Discord that most people still have not gone and found, uh, but we do have it. And uh, unlike so many other shows, we're not going to say your name. Yeah, you'll well, just have to know that we love you. Yeah, exactly. Do. Yeah, because we we do have a special commentary that we're that uh, we just released. So if you want to hear that, go to you know patreon.com slash. The Cellcast podcast? or I think it's just Cellcast. The Cellcast. Yeah, go the, check that well, out. The link will be in the show notes. Yes. So go check there. Yeah, so you know, go go there. Like, you want to show us some love. Uh, we are working on merch. Some other things. Some other things. We're when we've on. hinted at Project AU, this is what we've been talking about. Yeah, this about. is AU. If you didn't catch what the reference, AU is the atomic, number, atomic no. name for gold. Because <laughs> we're going to be getting us some gold. Clever. <laughs> But either way, so yeah. 
So uh, let's get into our spoiler-free review of the movie Despicable Me. <laughs> so I first saw this movie about 10 years ago when it came out. I okay. saw it in theaters. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, oh, this is a fun movie. I enjoyed this. And then it came out on home video mm-hmm. and played at Walmart incessantly for, six, <laughs> for at least two or three weeks. Right. So I have seen this movie a number of times. Um, of the Despicable Me franchise, I feel this is probably, it's, I'm not going to say it's the best film, but at the very least, the bigger pro- the problems I have going forward are not shown as much in this one. Okay. Namely, the little yellow, <laughs> genetically engineered corn pops. Uh, yeah, they do get a little insanely as they just, go further. Just a touch, just a touch. Right. Um, but yeah, I do enjoy this movie. It's fun. I think if you, I think people should give it a watch, especially if you got kids. Yeah. Uh, it's got a nice story. Just ignore the fact that most of the tech here was from the mid early twenty tens. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> That's my thoughts on dis- my, my spoiler-free thoughts on Despicable Me. All right, what's yours? Mine. Uh, so, like you, I mean, I did see it in theaters. Minus, I was on a date when I did. <laughs> Lucky you. Yes. Uh, so, me and uh, let's just call her Bella. That was the name. That was her nickname. Uh, so, Bella had a uh, burger with her boyfriend, and so me and her went to go watch the movie. And uh, she's married, has kids, and uh, I think she moved to a certain town in uh, here in East Texas. But either way, uh, so we watched this movie, and normally I am so focused on the movie, it's sounding crazy. I don't remember this movie at all. Of course, you were lovey-dovey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sitting there, be like, she's holding my hand, and I'm just snuggled up, be like, what is this movie? Oh, wait, I'm with this girl I kind of like. It's like... No this wonder, ain't bad. No wonder I'm the one who had to put this movie on the list. <laughs> I are we bringing up bad memories for you? No, no, no. These were really good memories. These are really forgotten love. Yeah, it happens. It happens. It, it is better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. That is true. That is Quote so true. William Shakespeare. That is true. Either way, so uh, I think that's Shakespeare. Anyway, know. either way, either way. So I be like I. I vaguely remember like small little points here and there. Cause I'm, you know, snuggled up to a, uh, to a lady. I kind of like, uh, so, and thinking when it was put on the list, I was like, wait, do I remember this movie? I, I remember there's kids. I remember the villain and that's about it. You know what the sad thing and is? And the corn pops, of course. <laughs> you know what the sad thing is? I actually forgot who the villain was in this movie until about five seconds before he showed up. <laughs> <laughs> because here's the thing. I, of the villains, I think this is the weakest one, of mm. the go, especially going forward. Yeah. Um, and I was sitting there going, okay, I know he goes and steals the moon, but what, there's something that makes it harder for him to get there, and there's some reason he he actually go, gets the girls. What is that reason? Oh, yes. <laughs> Tracksuit Johnny. Tracksuit Johnny. <laughs> so, be like, for watching this, I, I watched it yesterday. I what I like to do when I watch reviewing, I watch the movie once and then I turn on commentary so I get more perspective for the film. So remind me, doesn't the commentary for this movie include the minions? Yes, they do. I thought so. <laughs> yeah, the, the two of the minions are. So, in, so what did you get from the minionese? Uh, because that is apparently the official name of the language they speak. Yeah. So interesting enough, like you, you'll you'll see you'll uh, Drew will talk about this in a minute, but the director is the voice. He's. He's all part of two. him. All but two. 
all but two. One of the the one of the other two is the other director. Yeah. And then a random guy does the last one. <laughs> I say random. I wrote down who the guy was. It's just yeah. as like I can't think right now who the other minion is. Yeah, but either way, so yeah, it's the the two directors and then they're doubling over as two minions in in the commentary. It's hilarious. But uh yeah, it was it was interesting. So that's the way I kind of review things. I do watch the movie first and then I put the uh audio the commentary track on so I get a a bigger perspective. And Where, then you hear the director I, talking to himself as a minion. Whereas I try to give myself uh, about two or three days so I can let the movie uh, simmer mm-hmm. in my brain. <laughs> and I can think about the movie after a while, and then eventually I'll write down likes and dislikes. Ah. That's how I like to do it. Oh, okay. So, yeah, be like, I'm watching this movie. It felt like I was watching basically for the first time, because the first time I honestly don't remember it. <laughs> uh, Might it as well like, be the like, first time. Yeah, pretty much, because it'd be like... You know, you what probably, I said what I said a minute ago, you understand why if you've been in that situation. Which probably means you've not watched two, three, or minions. No, I haven't. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, what what's like I enjoyed this movie. I for, am really for, glad I left out one of the, the uh trivia things on this than then. Okay. Because if I'd have if I'd have brought it up, I would have spoiled the movies for you. Oh no. So I'm glad I left it out. I'll bring it up when we get to minions or minions. When we get to Despicable Me too. Alrighty. So Whenever that is. Yeah, whenever we get to that. So I on this second viewing on the second viewing, that's kind of a partial first. Uh I enjoy it. It's it's a lot of fun. It's got some heart behind it. Uh it's got a, the the unique twist of a villain who is a villain but a good guy. But is he good guy? <laughs> to quote Sangeef, I am bad guy, right. but that does not mean I'm, I'm bad, bad guy. guy. <laughs> right. Anyway. Yeah. Either way. Like, yeah, it's, it's a great film. I enjoy it. Uh, it's, crush sparrow egg, but nice. <laughs> it's not exactly the quote, but no. anyway. No, but uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. It'd be like, yeah, it's it, like Drew said, it's kind of got a, uh, a weak antagonist. Let's just say that. Uh, but overall, it's fun. Uh, I think in the sequels they you they overuse the minions to death. How would you know you didn't watch them? Because they're everywhere. That is everybody true. knows about minions, and it's like well, I, it's I, supposed I, to be a groon in the kids. I, I did mention that this is the one that my biggest issue with going forward is the minions. Yeah, uh, this is the one where they're the least problem. But yeah, exactly. So either way, be like, yeah, I enjoyed it, and I highly recommend it. I would is it family friendly? Yes. Would I recommend it? Yes. All right, so when we need to hit the intermission, so join us on the other side of the bumpers and we will spoil this thing. Ba 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 na na. Ray! Riff, riff, wrong? Okay! Risk Progress is a part of Christian Reek Central Network. Riff, 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 wrong, wrong! Hey, Scoop, what are you doing, man? I don't know, I'm supposed to be ringing Ed! All right, hold on. Give me, give me it. Okay. <laughs> All right. This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. There you can find a collection of blogs and podcasts working together to bring you some of the best content on the web for Christian geeks, such as the Christian Geek Central Podcast. 
the flagship of the Christian Geek Central Network, the CGC Podcast, previously known as Spirit Blade Underground Podcast, is a weekly 30 to 60 minute biblical examination celebration of geek entertainment and passions. It features reviews, interviews, and conversations about movies, tabletop games, video games, books, comics, TV shows, and a widening variety of other entertainment. Also included is a chapter-by-chapter examination of the Bible and its specific applications for geeks. Hosted by Peter Franson of Spirit Blade Productions, the show also features listener-submitted content and segments created by other members of the CGC Network. Also, we are a part of Pop Americana, where you can enjoy other shows like Franchise Fatigue. Do you like movies? Of course you do. I bet you even like big movie franchises like Star Wars, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and Indiana Jones. And obviously, since you listen to us, you must like listening to movie reviews. But what if I were to tell you there is a podcast that reviews film series one movie at a time? You'd like that? Well, then go check out the Franchise Fatigue podcast over on your favorite podcast catcher. And listen to James and Gabe give an in-depth analysis and review on every movie in your favorite franchise. The following is a spoiler-filled review for the movie Despicable Me. Listener discretion is advised. Despicable Me is directed by Pierre Coffin and Chris Renault, who also directed all the other Despicable Me and Minions movies. Mm-hmm. Also, Chris Renault went on to do uh, The Lorax and The Secret Life of Pets. Hmm. It was written by Cinco Paul, who wrote The Santa Claus 2, and Ken Dario, who went on to write Hop. And it is based on a story by Sergio Pablos. Getting into the cast, we got Steve Carell playing Gru, who is most well-known for playing Michael Scott in The Office. Jason Segel playing Vector, who plays Gary in The Muppets, a movie you hadn't seen yet. Okay. I'll get you to watch that eventually. Okay. We got two or three other movies before that, but mm-hmm. anyway. Uh, Russell Brand plays Dr. Nefario. Mm-hmm. And in the upcoming Death on the Nile, if it ever comes out, thanks COVID, he's playing Dr. Bessner. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Julie Andrews plays Gru's mom. That was a shocker. I was like, really? Because it doesn't sound like her. (laughs) No, it doesn't. But of course, she's most well known for playing Maria in The Sound of Music and Mary Poppins in Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins, y'all. Yeah. Uh, Will Arnett plays Mr. Perkins. Mm -hmm. And... uh, He's, of course, known for playing Lego Batman in the Lego Batman movie mm-hmm. and the Lego movie and all those others. Uh, Kristen Wiig plays Miss Hattie. And I marked down that she played someone named Barbara Minerva, but I didn't recognize what that was from. Oh, from uh, Wonder Woman 84. Oh, yeah. Cheetah. Cheetah. Because she be Cheetah. Yes. <laughs> uh, Miranda Cosgrove played Margot. And... Uh, she played Summer Hathaway in School of Rock, but she's also known for playing uh, Carly in iCarly, that okay. television show. Hmm. Uh, I lost my spot. Okay. Uh, Dana Geyer plays Edith, and in something called Do You Want to See a Dead Body, she played Daria. Okay. Did I just mention a show you're going to have to go look up now? Because it's apparently a long-running show, like at least one season. Okay, interesting. It's, that's what it's called. Do you want to see a dead body? I don't know anything about it. Okay, interesting. <laughs> she did not have many other credits, unfortunately. Okay. Um, Elsie Fisher, on the other hand, who played Agnes, 
she did go on to play uh, Parker in the Adams Family 2019, which we still need to watch. Uh, director the, the director Pierre Coffin played Tim the Minion, Bob the Minion, Mark the Minion, Phil the Minion, and Stuart the Minion. And in something called Brad and Gary, he played Brad. Huh. Director Chris Renault played Dave the Minion, and he plays Norman in The Secret Life of Pets. And Jermaine Clement played Jerry the Minion, and he played Tomatoa in Moana. Huh. Jack McBrayer was the carnival barker and the tourist dad. Mm-hmm. And he is most well known, at least to us, as playing for, for playing Fix-It Felix in Wreck-It Ralph. I can fix it. Yeah, him. Uh, Danny McBride played Fred McDade. That's the uh, next door neighbor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might have heard him when we did the Mitchells versus the Machines as he played Rick. Yeah. Mindy Kaling was the tourist mom. And in uh, Disney Pixar's Inside Out, she was discussed. Oh, okay. Interesting. And uh, Rob Hubel played the Anchorman, and he played John Calabasas in The Goldbergs, which I have not watched. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Connections? None. Oh, okay. Absolutely none. I was hoping Julie Andrews may have jumped in there at some point, but... Eh. C'est la vie. Yeah. All so, the other stuff was too new that had Disney people in it. Oh, uh, okay. So, when he said, uh, talk about the TV series, uh, do you want to see a dead body? I was like, okay, now I'm intrigued. What is he talking about? So, it's a series that has been long, long been on since November 17, 2017 on YouTube Red. Oh. So, it's on Premiere. On Premiere. I'm sorry. Now you can't <laughs> try it. Say dick. Say dick neighborhood. Either way. So, any of you were curious or you have YouTube Red, you can go check it out. Or Premium or whatever it's yeah. called now. Yeah, let us know what kind of weird show that was or is. All right, so info and stuff. All right, so uh, it is not currently available streaming anywhere except for uh, like Amazon Prime Video or YouTube for three ninety nine. Uh, on IMDb, it has a score of 7.6 out of 10. On Rotten Tomatoes, that is an 81%. And an audience score of 82, which is very strange. Uh, production was Illumination Entertainment and Universal Pictures. And this was Illumination's first movie. That's right, it was. Just throwing that out there. Yes. Uh, distributed by, obviously, Universal Pictures. It was released on June... It's When it was first released was on June 19th, 2010 at Myth. Myth? Myth. M-I-F-F. Oh, myth. Yeah, myth. As in, I miffed at something. Well, it's actually an acronym for something. Well, I'm sure it is. I was just getting <laughs> the pronunciation. <laughs> All right, so... Because myth make, reminds me of mm-hmm. that running joke from the Muppet movie. Myth, myth, yes. <laughs> All right, so myth is actually Moscow Entertainment... Inter- oh, correction. Moscow... International Film Festival. Mm. Mm. So it's in Russia. Myth V. Myth V. All right. So in the U.S. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it was uh, released stateside July 9th, 2010. Uh, it has a box office, starting with the budget, estimated wise. Uh, it had a 69.66, $69 million budget, uh, estimated wise. 
Uh, its U.S. opening was $56.3 million on July 2010. Its U.S. gross was $251.5 million. And its worldwide gross was $543.1 million. It definitely made its budget back. Yeah. It made a lot of bananas. All right. Home release. Despicable Me was released on DVD, Blu-ray, and Blu-ray 3D. That was a thing back then. Oh, Dis- boy, was it ever in 3D. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely back in the 2010s. No, no, I'm bringing that up later. Oh, okay. <laughs> on uh, December 14, 2010, uh, it included three shorts, included uh, which were titled Home Makeover, Operation uh, Ordination Day, and Banana. It has a slew of sequels. Uh, <clears throat> it has Spickle Meat, which released on July 3rd, 2013. Spickle Me 3 was released on June 30th, 2017. And a fourth film is already in production. Along with Minions mm-hmm. and Minions to the Rise of Gru. You're getting ahead of me, bro. I'm just helping you out. <laughs> yes, you are. All right, so... Those are all sequel prequels. Yeah, so speaking of prequels... Uh, on July 12th, a spinoff film about the Minions was in development, originally set uh, for December 2014. Uh, the film was released July 15th with a mixed review. Uh, in 2017, Universe Pictures and Illumination announced a sequel to Minions. In, to, in May 2019, the film was re- uh, its title was revealed as Minions Rise of Gru. Uh, Minions Rise Group was originally scheduled to release in the United States on July 3rd, 2020, but we all know what happened then. Thanks, COVID. <laughs> but in August, but in April of that year, the release was postponed by a year, July 2nd, 2021, due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Thanks again, COVID. Uh, as the film... Uh, remained unfinished due to Illumination, Illumination uh, Matt Grew's temporary closure as a result of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. In March 2021, the date was postponed by a further year in July 1st, 2021. And what I mentioned in... Now, granted, there is a slew of shorts. I'm talking a ton of shorts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm not talking about minions and shorts. I'm talking the actual shorts. Uh, I already made that joke, so we're going to move yes, on. Yes, you did, but it's it's there. <laughs> so there is a new TV show coming out, like I said, in the news. Uh, that'll be July 5th, and that'll be available on, on uh, not YouTube, but Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. So look forward to that if you are can't get enough minions. So, yeah, that is all I have in the news, or in info and stuff. All right. Jumping into the summary. Longtime supervillain Gru has his pride hurt when an anonymous rival steals the Great Pyramid of Giza and replaces it with an inflatable replica. In retaliation, he, his elderly assistant, Dr. Nefario, and his army of minions concoct a plan to shrink and steal the Earth's moon. Dr. Nefario worries they cannot afford this, so Gru applies for a loan from Mr. Perkins, the director of the Bank of Evil, formerly Lehman Brothers. 
Formally. That's what it says. That's what it does say. Mr. Perkins asks Gru to impress him first by stealing the shrink ray. While at the bank, Gru meets young supervillain Vector and learns he is the mastermind behind the pyramid heist. Gru and two of his minions successfully steal the shrink ray from a research base, but Vector intercepts them and steals it for himself. Gru attempts to steal back the shrink ray from Vector's fortress, only to get ambushed by numerous booby traps. He notices three orphan girls named Margot, Edith, and Agnes gain access to Vector's fortress because they are selling cookies for Miss Hattie, the true villain of the piece, <laughs> if you want to know my opinion, their orphanage matron. Gru decides to disguise himself as a dentist and adopt the girls, planning to use them in his plot to get the shrink ray back and return them once the scheme comes off. Gru attempts, Gru's attempts at parenting are initially disastrous, as he has no clue what to do with children. Things are further complicated by their ballet practices. The girls discovering his underground lair, Dr. Nefario's uh, skepticism of, to, the, to his plan. Gru eventually manages to use the girls to distract Vector long enough for him to get the shrink ray back. But the girls insist upon stopping at a carnival on the way home. Gru finds himself enjoying his time with the girls, and they begin to bond. Also, Agnes gets a unicorn that is so fluffy she is going to die! <laughs> Gru shows Mr. Perkins via video call that he has the shrink ray, though the girls interrupt the call. Mr. Perkins still claims he is not impressed and refuses the loan. Seeing Gru sad that he would not be able to steal the moon, the girls give him their piggy bank. Inspired, the minions pool all their resources, which are considerable, and Gru begins to sell his belongings to raise the money needed for the project. Dr. Nefario calculates that they will have to go for the moon when its orbit brings it closest to Earth, but the day is the same as the girls' ballet recital. Dr. Nefario, fearing that Gru is too distracted, calls Mrs. Hattie himself to tell her to take the girls back, believing it's best for everyone. Meanwhile, Mr. Perkins, revealed to be Vector's father, no kidding, you informs think? him of Gru's possession of the shrink ray, prompting Vector to take action. Gru successfully shrinks and steals the moon. He tries to make it home in time for the ballet recital, only to find out Vector has kidnapped the girls. Hurrying to the fortress, Gru gives Vector the moon, but he refuses to hand over the girls. Gru fights his way through Ve Vector's defenses, causing him to fly away with the girls and the moon in his aircraft. Meanwhile, Dr. Nefario and the minions discover the effects of the shrink ray are only temporary. The larger the object, the faster it returns to normal size. They and Gru perform a daring mid-air rescue of the girls before the moon returns to its normal size and launches itself into orbit, stranding Vector on it. Sometime later, Gru reads the girls a bedtime story he wrote based on his experiences, and they confess love for one another. The girls perform a special ballet recital for Gru, his mother, Dr. Nefario, and the minions. One minion decides to change the song to something more dance party style, starting a rave. <laughs> Getting into the trivia for this episode, mm -hmm. directors Pierre Coffin and Chris Renault wrote a language for the gibberish the minions speak throughout uh -huh. the movie. They called it Minionese. Each word the minions speak in the movie translates to an actual word. While Gru is floating in space while orbiting the moon, we see that the number on Gru's Swan Lake ticket is 072069, or... July 20th, 1969, the mm -hmm. date of the first moon landing, which Gru is seen watching in flashbacks. Mm -hmm. To make Elsie Fisher, who played Agnes, laugh during recordings, mm -hmm. her dad would sometimes sneak up behind her and tickle her. Mm -hmm. The bedtime story, Sleepy Kittens, 
was made into a tie-in board book that can be purchased, although it does not include the pull-out brush that was featured in the movie. Ah. Gru, played by Steve Carell, tells Mrs. Hattie, Kristen Wiig, in Spanish that her face is como un burro, which means like a donkey. Jeez. <laughs> Will Arnett gained weight for the role of Mr. Perkins. Because since he's playing a large heavy set man, he thought it would improve his voice work. Oh, good night. I couldn't tell. <laughs> uh, in his application to adopt the girls, Gru's first name is given as Felonius. Felonius. Felonius Gru. <laughs> okay. Uh, the producers only wanted comedic improvisational actors in the cast, which is what they all hired. Okay. Throughout the movie, you can see uh, Dr. Seuss's Lorax character imprinted on Margot's shirt under her jacket. This is because they were going to go on to actually make the Lorax into a movie. Makes sense. When Gru is seen entering the Bank of Evil, the subtitle, formerly Lehman Brothers, can be seen over the door. Steve Carell describes Gru's accent as a cross between Ricardo Montalban mm -hmm. and Bella Lugosi. Yes. I hear more Bella Lugosi than Ricardo Montalban, if we're being honest. Agreed. The movie was animated in the French studio Mac Guff in Paris. Mm -hmm. And although a, US although a U.S. production, it was written and directed by Spaniards and Frenchmen, making this a cross-cultural production. Agreed. During the dance sequence... DJ Minion is using a Gru disc player with the same color and font style on the writing as a Blu-ray disc player. Huh. Interesting. Uh, in the scene where Gru enters the bank, there is a board inside the reception counter which says, We are always alert to all your needs, while the receptionist is shown as sleeping. <laughs> Dame Julie Andrews was chosen to voice Gru's mom because her image was completely at variance with the character. Agreed. Andrews initially turned the part down until convinced otherwise. Gru's profile resembles an emperor penguin, which is appropriate because the male emperor penguin is the one that cares for its young. Hmm, that makes sense. The soda cup that the carnival barker is drinking from, red with a purple stripe at the top, is based on the ones used at Walt Disney World. Clever. This is the one I have not been looking forward to. The name of the main protagonist, Gru, appears to be taken from a Russian military intelligence agency, GRU, which is an acronym for Glavnoye Razvedyavatalnoye Upravlenai, which roughly translates to Main Intelligence Department. Okay. The Foreign Military Intelligent Directorate of the Russian Armed Forces. It is the largest Russian intelligence agency, six times bigger than the SVR, which was formerly the KGB, which may hint at Gru's own origins. Interesting. Okay. Kind of sounds Russian, actually. Yeah. Uh, the girls undercharge Vector uh, when they deliver his cookies. Mm. Based on the clipboard Margot is holding when they pay him his initial visits, the price of each of the box of cookies is thus. Coconutties, $6. Choco Swirlies, $6. Minty Mints, 6 and $6. Vector ordered four Minty Mints, 15 Coconutties, two Toffee Totes, and two Caramel Clumps. The Minty Mints and the Coconutties 
alone would cost $114, plus the cost of the toffee totes and caramel clumps, which we don't know the prices of, meaning that the girl's charge of only $52 was way below wow. what it should have been. Jeez, they undercut it. Yes. <laughs> they undercut themselves. Like, what in the world are you doing, girls? You just... Uh, you, you just punched it to Mrs. Hattie. Makes sense. You don't work for her anymore. That is true. Uh, Mr. Perkins, the boss of Bank of Evil, mm -hmm. has two tufts of pointy hair, possibly modeled on the pointy-haired boss of Dilbert. Mm. And that totally is the that. and that is the end of my trivia. I totally see that. What's your first like, Jacob? Uh, my number one, I titled "Before the Minion Overload." The <laughs> minions were cool. <laughs> Like what, watching this film for a second time, technically a first and a half, but either way, um, watching the three quarters, time, yeah, whichever. You really didn't watch it the first time. That is true, but I did watch it. I don't remember it. <laughs> either way, either way, uh, watching it for the first time, be like, man, these characters are pretty cool. Like, yeah, they're they're a little annoying, but yeah, they're their job. There must be the comedic relief, and they were. I wouldn't say they, 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 they touched my, my, they didn't touch my heart, but it was more like, oh, okay, these are kind of cool little characters before Illumination, you know, went all uh, minion nuts <laughs> and you saw and minions included, ev well, everywhere. Cause see, that's the thing. It's not just the Despicable Me movies that the minion archetype now shows up. Mm -hmm. They're in the Lorax. Hang on. As the uh, fish and the other types of uh, nature that's in, throughout that movie, oh, okay. they show up in some of the other things. More than likely, the toads in the Illumination's upcoming Super Mario Brothers movie, because okay. they are making one. It's still in production. Do you say toads or lizards? Toads. Oh, toads. The Go character ahead. Toad. Oh, okay. You know oh. the the mushroom guy. Yeah. Oh, There's no. tons of them. Yeah, there are. Oh, and you no. know, for a matter of fact, they are going to be treated like minions. Oh, gosh. Yes. I can just see it now. And because this is Illumination's biggest fault is they love the minions archetype and they keep using it and it still sells. That's why they made two movies just based on them. Very true. So, yeah, this, you know, this movie obviously was based before the the... The explosion of minions. So we, we get our, our first look at these these very orange cornballs. And they're they're adorable. They're funny. They they have a, a a kind of a cuteness to them in a way. Their design is very cool. Uh, obviously a genetic hybridization or a, uh, well, experiment gone wrong, maybe. <laughs> that, that that's how you're supposed to interpret them. Yes. But I will say, having seen minions, we don't really know where they came from. But that's just we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that. All right. So yeah, whenever we get to that movie, yeah, we'll get there when we get there. Um. So in that regard, be like the minions were actually really cool in this movie. I really enjoyed uh, the fact to be like you didn't understand a word they were saying except for the word banana, and that might be and a couple other words and a couple other words which you. According to the director, it was more be like be like it sounds like English, but it does it's not meaning what you think it's meaning. So banana means something else. <laughs> right. So you never know what these little creatures are saying. 
So it was very unique. They created their own language for these characters, and they're goofy and silly, and they're the uh, the sidekicks or the just for Groon and like there are a butt ton of them. There are a lot of them, and I'm just like shocked. Like, wow, that's a lot of little corn pops. So, yeah, I I'd be like the 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 minions before the the minion madness were pretty cool. So my number one is like. The, the minions before the insanity of uh, minion madness. Okay. Okay. What is your number one? As you all know, who have been listening to the show for a long time, mm-hmm. I am a sucker for a certain type of story. Mm. Do you know what kind of story that is? Illuminate me. Funny. Funny. <laughs> A redemption story. That is true. And this is, in a way, a redemption story. That I mean, it is. Gru is a villain, and he has to learn to be a father. Agreed. And he makes mistakes along the way, but by the end of it, you believe that, you know, he's turned over a new leaf. He's going to do what's best for these girls. Agreed. Um, and I am a sucker for redemption stories. And what makes them so good is those moments where they finally step up to the plate and are going to do the right thing. Yeah. And in this instance, it's when he is having, he's on the wing of that plane saying, I'm, you're going to have to jump and I'm going to catch you and I will never let go again. Yeah. And that's a powerful moment. It is very good. It's, it shows the fact that he's, he's no longer like singular focused on be like, I've got to get the moon, but rather my focus should be on these little girls that I have now I have taken responsibility for and they have basically stolen my heart. Well, and basically they had done that before long before that point, mm-hmm. but Dr. Nefario stepped in yeah. and said, we need, we've, we've got to focus on this thing. We got to get this job done. Mm-hmm. This is coming from the guy who made a fart gun and yeah, boogie true. robots. True. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, I love redemption stories Agreed. and this is, this is a good one actually. Agreed. And it leads to some actually pr- a pretty decent story in the next one. So, okay. My number one is it's a redemption story. What's your number two? Oh, okay. So kind of tailing off your, your number one, uh, this was my number three. So I'm going to bump into number two. Uh, so it is a a daft a daft villain who tur- who tur- uh, who chooses family mm-hmm. the the idea of the redemption the I, I just love the idea that like Groon is not the he is not the the apex villain like he's his his villainy is kind of be like he he does villainy things but he's not the he's not the 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 uber villain mm-hmm. he's not the uber villain and uh the fact that he is so determined to steal the moon be like this, this, this Victor has, has, you know, tried to st- is stealing his spotlight. So now he's got to steal the moon. So, and I'll, I'll get into dislikes about the, the moon heights in a minute and a couple of minutes, but the, the idea of a villain who, because most of them be like, when, when you get a villain in a story, be like, yeah, he's done some really, really cool things, right? Yeah. Groon is 
we well he stole the Times Square Jumbotron. Yeah. He stole the Statue of Liberty from Las Vegas. Vegas. And the Eiffel Tower, Tower from also, Vegas. Also Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, but like that's he's, what he's stolen. That, that's what he's stolen. But at the same time, they're like, okay, so we get a villain who's trying to be, you know, the the big villain, the big villain. Yeah. And he's 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 got his goals and ambitions, and then he seizes upon this this uh, this golden opportunity to get to uh, uh, not Victor, but what is it? What is Vector. his name? Vector. Thank you to get to uh, to get the uh, the shrink ray back from Vector. Uh, through these little girls and through him adopting these three little girls, uh, it sets the motion of where he he goes from a man who is um, I'm I'm gonna do I'm gonna do my evil my evil thing to these little girls are still in my heart and I I find myself um, wanting to do everything I can for them and. Be like falling in love and becoming a uh, a father like figure, and uh, that in that same in that same vein, it's the idea that Groon is kind of he's he's got he's got a broken past. He's good like mm-hmm. his his mother never really appreciated him for anything he did, and uh, he 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 sees that he sees that, and I'll jump that in my number three in a couple of minutes. Interesting how it's through the girls that they kind of get to be on better terms too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just this. It's like you said. It's a very amazing redemption arc. Of he he's at his uh, he's be like he his his uh his Igor in a way you know has the kids the the girls sent off and he goes with his plan, but he's still he's still haunted by that and he wants to make things right and. Uh, it's I mean, it's it's a beautiful story. It's this amazing little redemption story, and how you have this kind of like like a B a B villain who wants to be big, but he realizes that family is more important than the the big heist. Mm-hmm. So I I, just, I love that part. So yeah, this is my number two. My number two is one character who I. Th- Honestly, think is the funniest character in the whole movie. Okay, who's that? Agnes. Agnes. I think she's the funniest character in the movie, but she's also the sweetest. Okay, and it's that sweetness that kind of makes her funny in some ways. Uh, she's got that innocence of of a young child. Right. I mean, when they're a, they're in their rooms at the orphanage praying. And right. she asks for them to be, you know, uh, she asks for stuff that's obviously not going to happen. Oh yeah, not in a million years. Right. It's it's, says, it's it's that it's that little kid prayer. Yes. Like she wants a house made of gummy bears. It's like yeah, it could happen. It's like no, it couldn't. Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah. And that'd be sticky. As, that'd be a pain in the butt to clean. And of course, she's got this little. A uh, unicorn Corn. toy at the beginning <laughs> that's lost most of its stuffing. Right, and uh, it accidentally gets disintegrated. Right, so Gru sends three of the minions off to go get her a new unicorn toy. Right. Well, the minions, being the minions, fail miserably. Yeah, apparently. but they do bring her back a toilet bowl brush with googly eyes. And an ice cream cone glued to the top of it. <laughs> they tried. They tried. <laughs> and you ex- 
you would expect anyone to go, that's not what we wanted. Uh-huh. But she's like, it's beautiful. But she goes, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And kisses him on the goggle. Yeah. For lack of a better term. Yeah. Um. It's just... It's so that's so sweet. It makes you can feel your teeth rot, but yeah, yet that's what makes the character so interesting. And she says all these funny little lines throughout it. And of course, when Gru wins her the big fluffy unicorn, oh, yeah, the disintegrating at, at, at the at the, uh, at, at, the at, carnival, at the carnival, and she says the greatest line. <laughs> I will quote, and it will probably be the name of this episode. If we're being honest, probably it's so fluffy. I'm gonna die. die. Uh, yeah, it's, it's probably she one of the best ones. In a movie where that has some lows, yeah, in, especially in the form of a certain sea of characters, yeah, uh, very true. She is the brightest spot, and that scene where that she or where they're in the dance uh, recital hall, yeah. mm-hmm. while Gru is kind of sitting on the side there with all the mothers, and he's holding on to their stuff, and she just kind of twirls some pirouettes and hands to hand him the ticket. And she says, oh, it's for our dance recital. You're going to come, right? She says, yes, I'll be there with my pinky swears. <laughs> my pinky swears, I'll be there. And to the point where there's no... Well, after they get sent back to the or- orphanage... Yeah. And uh, she's still looking for him. Oh, yeah. She, Edith and Margot have given up. Now, Edith's a little on the fence, if we're being yeah. honest. But Margot is, of course, completely given up. She feels like she, like she, her, she's been stabbed in the back. Yeah. And Edith is kind of, well, I want to be there for Agnes. I want to be nice with her. But yeah, Margot, you're probably right. Probably. We'll get that before you leave. Yeah. Hang on. <laughs> Switch. Don't anyway. Um, she's just so sweet of a character. Mm-hmm. She's even when there's no reason Gru should show up for this in, big moment in their lives, mm-hmm. she still expects him to be there. Yeah. And she was right, which is why uh, Vec- Vector was able to kidnap them and actually expect to get any results. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Agnes is my number two. All righty. What's your number two? three? Uh, Well... I, I was gonna bring the third point up, but you you brought this up, and I thought it was like real amazing point. You don't want to make Gru angry. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's the fact that you're like Papa, have, Papa Bear don't take no yeah, crap. Pa- exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> he 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 goes full beast mode on this one. It is hilarious, and it's so cool because he's okay. So setting up, you have uh, Vector has kidnapped the girls, and. Gru has a none of it. Because you see, the first time he tries to get into Victor's fortress, he just gets shot all the places like nothing. He walks in there, gets attacked by a shark, punches the shark. Yes. And darts off everything. Because this is a man on a mission. Yeah. Like, he, he's going to get these girls back. <laughs> even climbs the very poorly hidden Pyramid of Giza. Yes, very poorly. Jump onto the back of the spaceship as it's escaping. Yes. Just like man, I, I I remember watching that scene. I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy, like this this guy is driven. He's realized his error. He he like yeah, he's he's willing to give up everything to make sure these girls are safe. And when he when Victor 
turns on him and says, oh, no, be like, I think I'll keep them for a while. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's basically the scene be like, I would break you. <laughs> and Unpredictable. Booyah! It's like, Vector, we hated you before or, this point. You're not helping your case. Yeah, and the point that um, Gru, you know, looks at the camera, be like, be like I'm going to get in there and I'm going to break your face. And it's like, oh my gosh, he's serious. This was awesome. It was such a great scene. Yeah. And uh, the, the fact that like he's clinging on to dear life, trying to get on here, and uh, obviously uh, his... Um, uh, his assistant in the minion oh, show up. Dr. Nefaria? Dr. Nefaria. Uh, is it Nefarious or Nefaria? Dr. Nefario. Nefario. Okay, Dr. It's Nefario. like Mario, but Nefarious. Yeah. So, Nefario. Nefario. But, yeah, just that, that scene in itself was absolutely incredible. And, plus, this is not a, you know, quote-unquote, happy movie. Like, all, all the characters have happy stories, and, oh, they get a little sad here and there. It's like, no, it's dark and gloomy. Mm-hmm. It's a dark and gloomy story, and uh, I enjoy that of this movie. It's like, wow, they really went there. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my number three. Well, coming off of your number three, nice how this actually segues. Mm-hmm. It's hardest for Margot. Okay. Margot being the oldest, she's uh-huh. the one who's faced the most disappointment Yeah. in never getting adopted. Right. Or at least she's the one who's most aware. Yeah. So, yeah, she's sarcastic and pretty much being Miranda Cosgrove throughout most of this movie. Um, but at the same time, you can tell that it's a front because she is, she's put up her shields. Yeah. So she won't get hurt again. Agreed. And so when the tea party happens mm-hmm. and, uh, Gru goes to answer the door and sees Miss Hattie and Nefario tells him it's for the best. Yeah. And they leave she, she's not angry. She's just disappointed that what she was, what she thought was going to happen, happened. Yeah. So when they're up on the spaceship, you know, Edith and Mar- Edith and Agnes, they, yeah, they're a little hesitant about jumping because they know how high up they are. But they have complete trust in Gru. Yeah. They just jump, knowing he's going to catch them, and they were right. Margot, on the other hand, she holds she holds on to the one thing she knows right now, which is the spaceship that's kidnapping her. Yeah. It's the it's bad, it's horrible, but she's it's the evil she knows. Yeah. She doesn't know if she can trust uh Gru. Yeah, it's it's And it's, when she finally does trust Gru enough to go and jump, she gets stopped by idiot boy. Yeah. That was good. That was really, yeah. really good. So it's like and almost, it was almost like, yeah, you, you you opened yourself up once again, only to be, only for the circumstances to separate you from where you think you want to be. Exactly. Again, mm-hmm. keeping you from your from the people you love again. Mm-hmm. And then you know she's because of the stupid moon rolling around in the ship, she ends up falling, and Gru has to jump after jump after her. Yes. And it's not just Gru that saves her; it's all the minions. Yeah. Too. And what that does is it sets up what is truly my third favorite thing in this movie. All right. After they, the story with the one big unicorn, mm-hmm. he goes and finally get kisses Agnes goodnight, yeah. Edith goodnight. Right. And as he goes in for Margot, mm-hmm. she jumps up, hugs him, and says, I love you. Yeah, that was that was such That's 
that is my number three is that scene. And it's set oh, up yeah. because it was hardest for her yeah. to let go and trust Gru. Yeah. And pretty much her, him saving her from falling to her death, which is a pretty decent reason for trusting somebody. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, she's, she's fully on board. Yeah. As far as she's concerned, Gru's her father. Yep. At that point. So yeah, my number three is uh, that it's, it's hardest for Margot to to trust Gru. Yeah, very good. Point. Which brings us to our dislikes. Yes. Do you mind if I go first? Go for it. I hate Pharrell Williams's music. Okay. With the exception of the theme song. Okay. Because the theme song, Despicable Me, actually that kind of works. Yeah. It's not great, but I mean it works. Everything, every other song in this movie can jump off a cliff for all I care. I hate them so much. And it has nothing to do with uh, the style or anything. There's just something about his voice that <laughs> drives me up the wall. Okay. And this is one of the reason things I have against Illumination is they keep using this guy. Through everything. They used him in the Grinch. That's right. They did. And it's like, uh, can we not use him? It, it gets really bad with the next movie because one of those songs is actually very popular outside of the movie, but it was written for the next movie. That's right. So, and Weird Al made a parody of it that's actually, I dislike it for the same reasons I dislike the song it's a parody of. But... <laughs> Yeah, um, I am not a fan of Pharrell Williams okay. as an artist, and he's used almost ridiculously throughout this movie. And the song that's the worst is that the carnival. Long as it's fun, 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 fun. That is not lyrics. That is <laughs> one word repeated five times. Right. Or however many times. This is an annoying movie. And he sings us high up. <laughs> I'm getting flashbacks to The Last Unicorn. Uh, oh my gosh! <laughs> the last movie! Oh, uh, yes. It's I, just, I, I, I totally get that. I dislike his... I, I, I He's not... Is, okay. It's not my style of music. Get right down to it. It's just not something I'm going to have downloaded on my phone. Mm -hmm. And I kind of wish it wasn't in the movie. And that's okay. why it's my first dislike. Okay. Gotcha. It's, it's, a, it's a personal pet peeve. Yeah, we'll go with that. All right. <laughs> All right. So my number one would be a moon problem. Okay. So the, the, the big heist is to steal the moon or yes. shrink the moon. Shrink the moon to make it easier to steal. Yeah. So, but like, yeah, they, they do play on to be like, oh, the wa the waves disappear. Okay. That's great. Oh, the werewolf turns back into a human. Yeah. That's funny. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Wouldn't there be more like catastrophic problems? Like you'd have like Earth's like like the okay. I want the, the the seasons would change and I all, want, all these like okay let, catastrophic let me, things would happen. Can I defend? Can I defend? Okay, if you want, it's to. a cartoon. I know it's a cartoon. <laughs> it uses cartoon logic. I know this, this is this is a movie in which they have a shrink ray that shrinks the thing down and it actually weighs less. It loses mass. Along with size, that which makes no, no sense. sense. <laughs> but that's what it is. 
And that's what you have to accept. Yes, I'm I'm fully aware of that. This is also a movie with genetically engineered corn pops. That is true. As major characters. That is so true. I like they're And also, have you seen most of Gru's vehicles? They don't make they they, they shouldn't work. I agree with you. <laughs> I completely agree with you. I mean, like all of that other stuff be like, yeah, I totally understand it's part of the story. But I'm thinking like, wait, you're stealing the moon? And be like, yeah, they do show like some effects, but I'm thinking like, you know, world changing, like catastrophic things happening, but no, not, not mentioned. I'd be like, I think the director like commented on it, but it was more comedic, but it I'm, is meant to more as a comedic thing. Yes, and as something, I know. And at this point it's being used more as a monument than the thing that's actually controlling the tides. That is, that is so true, but it's just more, I saw that. I'm like, wait a minute. But there must be more going on instead of just like and the, at, the waves is appearing in a, a wolf changing back. At the same time, we are talking about a less than 24 hour period from when the moon shrinks until it's back in the sky. That is true. Most from what I understand, it's going to take more than a day for some of those effects to really hit. If the moon were to suddenly disappear. That is true. But also there's... Of course, admittedly, the... Tide should be one of those effects, so very true. And it wouldn't actually cause the waves to disappear. It would just mean the tide would go in and out, or would go, would stabilize. But anyway, right. Either way, so yeah, I saw that and I was like, wait a minute, wait a tick. <laughs> so that was one of the, it was a nitpick, and I was like, I, I I'm I'm glad they did uh, address it in more comedic ways. But I wish they would have like approached a little, maybe a little more, like ramped up the, uh, the. Uh... What did you expect it to crush the big beer? You forgot about the big beer. No, didn't I, didn't, you? I did not forget about the big beer. It just didn't come to mind when I said that. <laughs> uh, no, I was, I was, I was expecting maybe a little bit. They would have addressed it a little bit more. Maybe not make it the, the focal point, but make it, it's like, okay, the moon is now gone, and there's going to be problems unless the, unless this is uh, reversed. You know what the biggest issue is? What? There's not worldwide panic that the moon is gone. Exactly. Everyone's like, oh, the moon's gone. Oh, I saw that yesterday. Yeah. It should have been here. Oh, well, um, Goku must have blown, blown it up again so he wouldn't transform <laughs> into a giant monkey. That is true. Or Piccolo, actually. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, either way. So I, I, I was, I was expecting a little bit more when the, the moon disappeared and like world panic and like just you know reaction to it. And there's like nothing except the wolf turned back into a human. That's all. That's all right. my number one. My number two. The very obvious shots in this film that are there be- so that it could be in three D. Yeah. And it's the things like, oh, the little point at the end of the thing is sticking right out in your face. It's going to get you. Ah! Or uh, the ladder at the very end during the credits. Yeah. It's like, or the minion swinging at you. Oh, look, the minion's over top of you. Except if you look up, you're not going to see him. Uh, <laughs> just putting some things out that this these tricks don't really work the yeah, way you it, think they do. Right. Uh, 
3D was a thing, and I'm glad 3D is gone. Right. Because <laughs> you do stuff like this. Because if 3D is good, you shouldn't notice it. Mm-hmm. If we're being honest. Which I know doesn't make any sense, because then why are you paying extra? But, it's just, that's one of the things that annoys me. It's the obvious 3D shots. Yeah. It's not the only movie to do it, but it's painfully obvious in this one. Right. So, uh, what's your next dislike? My second dislike is an extremely weak uh, main antagonist. Okay. As in Victor. Vector. Vector. Victor, Vector, whatever. Mm -hmm. Technically, both names are correct. Yeah, exactly. But Vector, like, okay, he's a spoilt, rotten kid who, like, oh, I'm going to be a villain now. And it's... I found it really annoying because he's not really that strong of a villain. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, especially when the weapons he quote unquote invents are a squid launcher mm-hmm. and a piranha gun, a piranha gun. Yeah. And, and they the, don't even shoot far. No, they don't. Actually, the squid launcher did actually do a pretty decent job of getting him up to Gru's ship. Yeah. Rocket ship as it was launching. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. But yeah, the, the only, the only high point I see that uh, Vector has is when he's when he when he steals the shrink gun from Gru. Yeah. Other than that, it's more like okay, you're just the bad guy to be bad. Pretty That's much. That's all you are. I mean, like, it's there's no real except he steals the kids. He steals yeah. the kids, and that motivates Gru even more. But he's not really like you know the baddie of bads. Like he's he's not one of these villains that you're like you're like you're hoping he gets his upcomings. In some fashion or form, but uh, it's like okay, you're you're you know you're a you're a B class villain. Like yeah, you, you stole a pyramid. Someone's gonna steal something bigger, and it's just like you, he was slightly disappointing of a villain. You were expecting uh, to me anyway. Like the idea that you're like how good your villain is is going to it reflects on your heroes. It reflects on your heroes and. Your hero is only as good as your villain. Exactly. That's the word I was looking. That's the phrase I was looking for. Thank you. He just doesn't really. He doesn't rise to the occasion as a villain. He just kind of like, oh, I do all these dastardly deeds. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. He's like, it's he's he's weak sauce as a villain. I'm I'm hoping in the second one that it's a much better villain. The clues you drop, there are. It is better. Okay. In my opinion. Okay. All right. So that is my number two. What is your number three? The genetically engineered corn pops. <laughs> I knew you would say that. Look, guys, here's the thing. The minions in this film are actually better than they are in later films. But they are still the minions, and they are still the most annoying characters in the movie. Mm. I know they are there for comedic purposes, comedic yeah. re- relief. Uh, I know a lot of people find them funny. I know they star in memes that should have nothing to do with them. Right. But these things are stupid. And they are there for the cheap laugh. Right. And to me, it actually takes away from the story when you have them in there doing some some weird things. That's not to say later on, they like. I think they are still... Decent in the second movie. They're not. They're not annoying yet. Right. I think they're starting to get there, but they're right. not. You know, 
these guys again. But, uh, and, and it's because the story is still primarily focused on Gru and the kids. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going on here. But at the same time, it's like, they show up and it's like, really? You're going to have this stupid little quick joke and then then you'll get back to the story? Or no, you're, this joke's going to go on for a while while they're uh-huh. at the grocery st- the the, the the department store. Right. The one falling asleep on the massage chair. The other, the baby one, uh, mixing Mentos and Diet Coke and trying to drink it. That wasn't what he was doing, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And the female one, trying to sing Copacabana from Barry Manilow in karaoke on a bunch of TV, sh- on a bunch of televisions. It was funny the first time. Right. It didn't last. <laughs> and I do remember it getting better in the second movie, but it has also been a while since I've seen the second movie. So, yeah. The genetically engineered corn pops that are famous enough to get not one, but two movies based on them mm-hmm. are my third dislike. Totally understand. What is yours? I really don't have a third. Be like, there's. I, I think if I was to nitpick, like really, really nitpick this film, uh, like the scene you described earlier of the 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 uh, the three minions coming back from the toy store, mm-hmm. I don't remember that scene because there's there's certain points in the story. It's like, okay, that happened. Because yeah. I, I honestly, I was like, wait, where did this story plot go? Because either I looked away for a minute or something, and it was not there, and I was like. What in the world? So there's there's like little things to be like if you if you are it was well the scene that scene you're talking about that you don't remember it was uh, when he's putting them to bed for the first time in their bomb beds yeah and uh, you know Agnes is kind of a little you know she didn't have her her comfort yeah thing and she's a little scared and the door opens and you see all three of the minions stacked on top of each other. Walking into the room, and then all of a sudden they fall over, and they're you see who they are. And the the baby one hands her the toilet bowl cleaner with the, oh, okay. with the googly eyes and the ice cream cone on its on, on the top of it. Right. You know the unicorn. Mm-hmm. In fact, when you drew the uh, minion the other day with yeah. the unicorn, I half expected it to be that there again. Unicorn. I don't remember the scene because <laughs> I'm wrecking my brain. It's like where did this scene go? Of them explaining this. I, I guess it'd be like maybe I looked away for like a minute or something like that. But it was just more like, like, where was the scene? Where did this conclusion come from? Like, did she ever get her, her uh, unicorn back? I'm like, you never see the character again. You never see a new unicorn. You, and you don't remember this. No, I honestly don't remember that. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> There again, be like, it's a nitpick, and there again, it's me, my absent-mindedness, and not paying attention. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's just like, if, if I was the nitpick, it's more, maybe it's like, like, if if you're not paying that, if you're Teb the span of a gopher, like I do, uh, you might miss a thing or two. <laughs> just saying, you gotta look at the screen every once in a while, even when it doesn't sound like anything's happening. That is true. You would not have lasted through Godzilla versus Hedorah. I'm just going to tell you right now. <laughs> okay. You'd have cut it off somewhere around the time the goop monster was drinking smog out of the factory. <laughs> <laughs> All righty then. 
Anyway, that brings us to the end of another episode of the Cellcast. Yes. Which means we need to rate this thing. Yes. I'm giving it a seven. You're giving it a seven. It's okay. a fun movie. It's not. It's there's a reason it got it's getting so it got so many sequels because it actually is a good story. Yeah. Um. And while I'm giving it a seven, it sounds like I think it's just you know barely passing. I actually enjoy this movie, and a lot of what I knock it for actually is not fair to the movie because I know where its legacy goes. Mm-hmm. But it's it is what it is. So right. yeah, seven. Uh, I will give it an eight. I enjoyed it tremendously. Uh, there again, my nitpicks are just nitpicks, quite literally. Uh, minus you have a weak villain. Weak villain to a comparative better villain who's more the good guy uh but overall anti-hero yeah anti-hero thank you thank except you except he's not really an anti-hero no, he's either not. but anyway yeah either way he's he's a he's a he's a villain with a good heart <laughs> yes he's got a like, heart of gold yeah he's wreck ralph minus ralph is more ralph's more anti-hero yeah ralph anyway very, yeah either way uh especially in the second movie that is true Oh, that's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go check out our review for that. Um, yeah, <laughs> totally get it. Totally get it. Go Vanellope. check it <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to get it actually on the waveform because I don't think you can hear the first one. <laughs> Either way, so yeah, I, I still enjoy this film. Uh, it's got nostalgia for me in more ways than one. Uh, so. Other than that, I enjoyed it. I, I think it's it's a good film, and I'm gonna have to watch the its sequels and its prequels to get a little more understanding of this world. And uh, we'll, we'll we'll eventually get around to watching the other parts of the 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 Despicable Me Minions verse. <laughs> yes. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode, which yes. means we need to talk about what our next film is. Yes. And that next film is. DuckTales the movie, Treasure of the Lost Lamp. Woo! I haven't seen this since I was a kid. <laughs> I remember liking it as a kid. But it's been probably 30 years since I've watched it. <laughs> we, we, we've picked some very interesting movies over the course of the last month and a half. Yeah, <laughs> that's putting it mildly. Yes. I said that, and I'm just like, you know, I want to look at that. No, I, I, I checked it beforehand. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, so if it wasn't that, you would have gotten you would gotten to me. So yeah, join us next week for that. In the meantime, this has been Drew. This is Jacob, and we'll catch you in the next frame. Come, Jacob. We must prepare for next week. Prepare for what, Drew? Same thing we do every week, Jacob. Record a podcast. Oh boy. So where can they find you, Jacob? You can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron, also on Facebook at Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where I try to draw each and every day. I don't get to it as often as I like, but uh, join me there. Also, you can find me on Instagram at Jacob B. Heron, on Twitter at Jacob Heron, and Letterboxd at Jacob Heron. So where can they find you, Drew? You can also follow me on Letterboxd at GGeorge759, Facebook as Drew Dodgen, uh, my Facebook page where you can see pictures I've taken at Drew's Photo Bin. You can also follow me on Twitter at ggeorge759. You can email us at 
the Cellcast Podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at cast underscore cell. You can follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Cellcast Gaming. You can also follow us on YouTube at Cellcast. Listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and your favorite podcast directory. You can also listen to us on the Movie of the Week podcast with Jim Heron, where we talk about live action movies. And remember, Cell is a single, single L. L.